Hi, Jason. Hello, Henrietta. How are you? <laughs> I am doing well. I'm doing well. I feel like we haven't been here in a minute. Summer is in full force. Summer is in full force. And by summer, I don't mean vacationing. I mean actual work. There's work going on there. For me, there's just been a lot of travel this summer. Like a real lot of it. Um, but it's all good. I'm glad to be back here and... Um, and Back to our podcast. Indeed, indeed. What are we talking about today? Okay, we're talking about Pat McGrath for this podcast. The iconic queen. The iconic queen, indeed. And the question is, why have we been sleeping on Pat McGrath? And by we, I don't necessarily mean us, but I mean the the general audience out there. And okay, let's bring this into focus here. So. This is, I would say, precipitated by Kylie Jenner's um, heavily publicized cover, Forbes magazine cover this week. Can we actually not preface it with Kylie Jenner? Like, well, I, I can't. Well, well, let's contextualize it. And I think it was, no, no, let's do. I think it's important that we do that surrounding this issue. So it, I think that's the secondary point. I think this really came to a head because this week it was announced that she got a round of funding that valued her business at a billion dollars, which... But that, Obviously surpasses Kendall Kylie Jenner's, but oh, you know what? I, I may have lead with Kylie Jenner. I may have misunderstood the timeline, but I thought, in fact, that this deal happened. This deal uh, took place not this week. In fact, it took place in months prior. And the reason why it was topical this week was, in fact, because of the Kylie Jenner story. Oh, people like sort of picked up that file and were like, "Well, wait a minute." Pat McGrath is out here as a self-made woman, um, you know, with this valuation. So I think I, I, I could be wrong, but I think that was the timeline. I don't think it was just announced this week, but um, if that's the case. But now that we're on Kylie, we might as well we might as well address it. No, I just think that's the symptomatic of the larger problem that we are. Why are people, your question is why are we sleeping on Pat McGrath? It's because we're talking about Kylie Jenner. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> well, not whichever to, way, whichever. <laughs> Whichever way we get there, uh, Henrietta, that seems to be a part of the discussion anyway. <laughs> so we're here. You you also came came to this Kylie Jenner situation, and okay. So let's just talk about Kylie and just move on. Uh, so the Kylie Jenner uh, the Kylie Jenner example as a self made woman kind of got everyone worked up this week. Everyone was a uh, well, there was a discussion. There was a discussion about whether she is worthy of this title. And I think the consensus was that she wasn't, that she was this young woman who had a tremendous head start and simply took that baton and ran with it. No one wants to take away her her accolades or accomplishments because for anyone that is quite an accomplishment. But nonetheless, let's not get over, let's not go overboard with this self-made title. Okay, so that's the Kylie situation. I think, you know, people were essentially looking around for 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 other examples of uh, accomplished women and um, more some someone who's more representative of, of, of that profile. For sure. And like, you know, not to not to kick it off on a negative lens, like she absolutely deserves like the attention, the accolades for sure. She's like 20. Exactly. That's so well deserved. Yeah, she had a head start. She was born into a tremendous amount of privilege that I mean is beyond the one percent or the point one percent. But yeah, she absolutely deserves it. I think just in this era of inclusivity and representation and all of the kind of rhetoric as it pertains to fashion and beauty, I think what was really surprising is that the conversation has 
largely been circling around Kylie Jenner and Glossier, which is another one that we hear about all the time. Both businesses are getting all of the accolades. It's all of the press attention. It's all of the top 10 lists, the 30 under 30, the this and that. And it's like a lot of what we've been hearing. Crickets around Pat McGrath before this week. You're absolutely right. And for me, as I said, I will not count myself as one of those who have been sleeping on Pat McGrath because in fact, uh, I follow Pat and I'm heavily on on, uh, social media as well. And the way that she has made herself relevant in this age, I see her work. I see how she has made herself the godmother of beauty in this age in a really substantive way. She is communicating with the world of makeup artists and is incredibly active and is incredibly relevant and innovative, the things that I see her putting out. So I have been seeing her her creativity and her, her uh, um, what, what do you call the it? The way she's activated social media and, and created these trends upon trends. You've always been talking about how impressed you were because she is a sense of class of makeup artist. You know, it's like she's one of the veterans. She's one of the legends. And so actually she has uniquely been able to position herself within this sort of digital landscape in a way that you're seeing like the 20 year olds and the millennials. Exactly. Exactly. And so I know you've always been talking about that. But however, that doesn't necessarily mean that that translates into dollars and that uh, the industry would look at her as a place to really invest the money because the, it would translate into sales. But in fact, what this deal has shown us was that is that these people have looked at her in this way and have made a significant investment in her company to bring it to a billion dollar valuation. So it's great to see that that has translated. Uh, and, and this is why we're here. Why hasn't that been discussed? Why, you know, everyone says, well, Pat is so, um, she's so public in Hollywood and in the fashion world. You know, she's one of the most celebrated makeup artists and she has been so for the last 20 years. So in fact, um, she, she has always been celebrated, but I think we're talking about on this level now, mm-hmm. on this high entrepreneurial, highly through successful entrepreneurial lens. level through the business lens, how a woman, and let's be honest, there's very few black women that whose name can be att- attached to billion dollars and she's one of the few who's come around and say in the last two decades and that should be given more attention than it surely has been 110 percent. i think that's also what's really frustrating because i think what it did for me personally was it really kind of brought back around this this notion that we've been talking about for a while we t- spoke about it with keyway but this kind of really systemic and deep rooted idea not even idea but is what it is like it's ultimately does hop back to the racism that is calcified the infrastructure of this industry. Um, and that's ultimately really what it comes down to. Like people have really been time stamping and tracking the success of businesses like Kylie Jenner Beauty and uh, Glossier and um, Charlotte Tilsbury, but not in the same way that they have with Pat McGrath. Like literally I read one article that was like, out of nowhere, Pat McGrath builds a billion dollar business. <laughs> and like, I was like, please, please rewrite this article. I like couldn't believe it. Like even the lens in which, even the connotations around that, like she did nothing and that just happened for her. Like it's, it's really jarring actually. And even when you do read a lot of the press, it is pitted against Kylie Jenner. It is positioned next to Kylie Jenner. It's still about Kylie Jenner. And it's, there's a lack of substance. It literally is like, she built a billion dollar business. Oh, it's been valuated at a billion dollars. Talk about Kylie and then that's the end of the article maybe talk about her social media presence. And so it's still like 
really filtered through this idea of well now know, that, I try now, not to be too like negative but it was incredibly frustrating reading anything on it this week because it still wasn't even looking at it for what it is I and I understand that and I and I can appreciate that for sure but I I must say now that that the cat is out of the bag um I think that there's no putting it back in and she will she will get those accolades going forward, we can only hope. I mean, she should be spoken about in in similar ways to to Oprah. You know, a woman who's impacting culture and communities in in highly significant ways. But yeah, this is actually a really really stunning. This is a stunning story. To I, I got to say, I am quite surprised. I am. not that she has achieved that, but that this that that the story has been litted for however long. I think so, and I think that. I mean, there is something to be said about the way in which she's handled it and the way in which she's even conducted her, the business side of things. It's that kind of quiet confidence and she's really handled everything with complete grace. But Pat is pretty known, is known to be apolitical, I have to say. She's not, if, if you look historically on, at her record, she's not a political player. But it's not even about that. It's just the grace in which she's just built a business over the last two years. I think she's just been about the work and she's done the work and she's let that speak for itself. Like she's not even trying to be in these streets or be in the press or, you know, she's she was confident enough to know that if people wanted to pick it up, they would. Like she wasn't the in the way that to talk about Kylie Jenner, if that's the kind of positioning, in a way that you know that those PR machines are working to make sure that everything that is done has a megaphone out to the public to make sure that we're all looking at what she's doing. And I almost really am quite respectful of this idea that she's done the complete opposite of that and just been like, like a swan well, floating in, along the water, but really working really hard underneath it. Underneath well, in many surface. ways, it's a bit strange to apply, say, a grassroots uh, term to Pat's effort in building her business. But in many ways, that's that's what I feel that she has done, that she has really been very much about building her community through grassroots efforts. Like she is obviously through social media, she has been able to communicate to them directly and also almost um, offer uh, an apprenticeship program in many ways. That's what I have felt. And I felt a certain uh, respect and an honoring to that role that she has provided and, and, and a real authority. And, and I think that has translated certainly into dollars is, is what we're seeing. And in many ways, I think, fine, we may think that she has been not so public, but in many ways, she's been very, very public by showing the work, not necessarily by her own image. But I think that's also what's really interesting about the lack of coverage around this kind of amazing business in general is that it's very much an, uh, about the industry and it's about the craft and it's about the art of being a makeup artist and what that makeup represents and how it makes you feel and all these things. Like she's very much um, trying to empower makeup artists. She's building community. She's creating trends. She's using her expertise in a way, in the way in which, you know, we kind of speak about it and read about it as it pertains to Glossier, like everything that Emily did when building into the gloss and kind of that knowledge, the data, um, the information she's put into, you know, creating products that, women want. I think Pat has really done that from an industry standpoint, obviously being a veteran for the last 25 years, everything she's learned, all of that, like everything. Okay, wait a minute. Um, do you, Should you be joining her marketing team? Who's because marketing? Pat's marketing team. No, because that is what, this is literally what she's doing. It's like, she's not just putting products out there and being like, this is cute. Like she really is. There really is um, 
she's really contextualizing it in the way that people use it. So it's like there's a consumer facing element, there's a social media element, but there's also like a professional, a professional element of how she's right. like activating and supporting young talent like well, she's, the way that you she's have... not pulling up the ladder underneath her she's literally like paving the way for people to even go out and like create their own lines she's talking about formulas she's doing workshops she's in sephora like she like physically in sephora doing yes you know, no i understand, I understand. Like she's very very much um paying it forward and the way that you broke it down the reason why i said i you know you're in her marketing team is because in many ways we don't i haven't heard it broken down publicly i know all of the things all of the things that you say are completely accurate and i know that she does all of these things but her her public profile is not that encompassing let's say you know pat is a very celebrated successful makeup artist to celebrities and at the highest end of fashion that you know um but yes the the sort of like tutorial nature and it, it goes beyond uh, tutorial it goes is more real authority that you speak of and all those the lessons she's teaching she's really um not uh, uh taking out the ladder behind her all of those things are huge and she should be profiled in those ways as like a uh uh the mother of the house <laughs> which and and that really is what she is and like even to this idea of the culture of kindness and inclusivity like Pat has been on that for years. Like everything she puts out speaks to that level of diversity and inclusion in a way that brands like Glossier get so praised for. But no one's really looking at it from any of the standpoints in which we talk about, you know, because I think that one of the things that I was worried about, and I had a couple, just a couple conversations about it. And there were these like rebuttals, like, yeah, but is she, or, but really, but how are we supposed to if, and I'm like, no, 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 she's she's doing all of those things. When we talk about Glossier, when we talk about Kylie, like she is doing all of those things too. So well, there isn't like a, a counter to like, this is why we're sleeping on it or this is why we didn't know. She's doing everything she needs to be doing. And like those things deserve to be spoken about too, as well as obviously the billion dollar valuation. So I think that as it comes to full rounded positioning, full rounded press points, full rounded talking points, all of those things, it's like, no, she's doing all the most you know what i'm thinking in 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 us having this conversation this is a this is a a new age of beauty in many ways but in terms of an individual um yes of course we've had bobby brown and those kind of makeup artists in the past who've gone on to to build out brands but but in this age of the kylie jenners and the rihannas and the pat mcgrath this is like, wow, they've been able to build, say, are building billion dollar businesses on the backs of, um, uh, in the name of one individual and in a very, very, in very quick time, you know, in like a two year period, they're becoming a billion dollar business. This has really, this has really changed the game. This has really, really changed the game in beauty, you know? And in many ways, these women, like, you know, you speak about Estee Lauder um, and, and the, the, the mass factors as back in their time and the importance that they, that they held, the Elizabeth Ardens, the importance that they held into innovation and in beauty and just innovation in, in, in entrepreneurship and in the woman realm. Like, this is kind of, something is happening here. And the way that you were speaking about Pat, this is what has me thinking now. The way you're speaking about Pat is like these women almost needs to really be exalted in a significant way and celebrated for changing this game. This is not just about the conglomerates now, the beauty conglomerates. This is about powerful women individuals who built out companies with great valuation in short fashion. There is definitely a renaissance happening because like you said, it's like these kind of old guard beauty brands 
And I think that I, I sound like a broken record, but I think it's all off the back of digital. I think none of this would be possible without digital and social true, media. True. Because if you look at Glossier's a three-year-old business, Kylie Jenner, I can't be what more than two, two three yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. Pat McGrath launched in 2016. 16, right. Rihanna launched what, like last year. Last year, yeah. in such a short space of time, what digital has allowed them to do is reach the most amount of people. Exactly. It's all about messaging. It's all about positioning. And they were able to accelerate in a way that it just was not possible when the Elizabeth Ardens, the Bobby Browns were really coming up. That just It, it took them decades to build what a Rihanna could build in a year. Right. So I think that digital is definitely, um, it's definitely the winner in this situation. Um, I also think that there needed to be a shift in the way in which and we spoke about this in terms of when we were talking about is there a new kind of era in beauty there needed to be a shift it was all very archaic the way in which we it's very much like fragrance you know how it's still mm. like the damsel running through the woods and right. like like the strong man with a six pack it was like not moving forward in a way that felt culturally relevant um and i think that that is also a reason why we're able to um really see that change because it's like a much needed refresher also like we just don't need the same sign off before like another thing that happened this week was um kim kardashian made five million dollars in like five, five minutes, minutes yes with no marketing dollars because right. she had a direct distribution right. channel like that could never have happened at all even 10 years ago at all so i think that digital is the disruptor i think everyone talks about you know is Glossier the biggest disruptor in beauty? I think it's really interesting that brands are now being attributed to it when it's actually the medium, I think, personally. Well, I, I, and, and on that note, I think we'll move on from the issue, but I do want to say something about this digital thing. This actually helps, you know, we talk about representation. We've spoken about it a fair amount here. Representation is being spoken about out there in the world um, so much now. And I think that's what this is all about like and if we're able to communicate to your audience from the digital platform and represent yourself in a way that Pat McGrath um, has been able to like you could win the game and you could win the game in a very very short period of time and as you say in a way that we have never been able to do before and that's a fascinating that's a fascinating reality and I think maybe this you know can mean that there's this will help with the equalization of opportunities for the races because you can kind of just seize the opportunity and speak directly to your audience. Right. But then it still circles back to the fact that Pat's been doing that and no one has been speaking about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we are adding our voice to the conversation and um, I, I hope others will as well. This is a major story. Yeah. People need to stay woke. Time for something